Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? And ladies, and everyone else here not listening with headphones, this is the Real Feels Podcast, and we are brought to you by a special beer. Mother Earth Brewing Company, where they have silenced all of the doubters in the beer industry. I don't know where I'm going with this, but you know what? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we are the Real Feels Podcast, and we like to bring you guys movies fortnightly, as Jack likes to say. I love that. And we review them, and we talk about them. And uh, I'm Nathan. I'm Drew. This is Jack Reed Chauncer. Oh. Ever written anything? Of the Jackberry Tales. (laughs) And the movie that we are going to be reviewing for our Patreon episode is A Night's Tale. I will fong you! (laughs) I will fong you! So much pain! I will fong you till your insides are out! Your insides become your outsides, your entrails. Yeah, ugh. I've been eating for three days! This movie, I'm gonna gonna take lead on this real quick and just say that this movie is one of my guilty pleasures. I love this film. I quote it inappropriately too much. Um... (laughs) Two people that don't know it, and um, understandably so. It's not the it is not the best film in the world, but it's number one in your heart for me. Uh, yeah, I love this movie. And uh, Drew, do you share any of those feelings? So I California creaming on such a winter's day. I gotta, I gotta try this. Sweeter than I expected. That's good. I that's like what it. that's it's, what the ladies say about me. Whoa! Hello! Chivalry ain't dead. Desecrate the house <laughs> of God. <laughs> so this is it's not the smartest movie. No, I mean it's literally not Shakespeare. It doesn't have like a very like oh my gosh this is so deep and moving kind of plot. You know what this is? This is a good popcorn. Movie. I was just about to say this is medieval popcorn. <laughs> this is medieval. And I with nacho cheese on top and I love it. This is medieval <laughs> popcorn. I it has honestly like a really fun cast. I, I think it has a very very fun cast. This is is it a, is it a, is it a strong fun cast? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Pierce Brosman of like season three. Bonds. I'm coming up with new vocab words. <laughs> this is the Pierce Brosman of like Brosman. Brosman. You call, I thought you were saying Pierce Bros Brahman. Brosman. Brahman. Hey, but yeah, it, it's just it's cheesy, gooey, fun. It's not to be like really deeply. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some plot holes. I'm sure there's some <laughs> there's some pretty big uh, historic buffs that are like, well, actually, jousting didn't take place until noite. Yeah, it, it is pretty anachronistic. Uh, it's they draw a lot of themes from a lot of different centuries. I'm sure mm-hmm. Chaucer wasn't a uh, a hype guy. Uh, no, but the the 
they is it one year where historians don't have any records of Chaucer's whereabouts? So that is where he's supposed <laughs> no, to this be. This is where he's because, awesome. here. I mean, his obviously and, and the night's his, wall, his wallet is with the uh, clothes that he lost in the gambling. So I mean, right. and the night's no tale is, is, is the first story in the Canterbury it is. Tales, yep. and there's a lot of references to that in in Ulrich von Lichtenstein was a real knight, and he was uh, sort of given credit for creating you know the chivalry and, and the, the code of knights but of course the you know the again just more inspiration for me this movie it's not a friend that i would make plans with but if i was at the mall and i ran into him they're like hey you want to pop into you know red robin for a beer I'd, I'd, yeah sure i'd be watching my time a lot to be like hey you want to have a, a third beer no i really need I to get drive. going now like <laughs> This has been this, this too has been much fun. <laughs> that friend and I would be tying on some golden years and uh, <laughs> slamming down beers left and right because this is a movie that like you know the friend that you can just have your phone on while you're at work like super early no one's there yet so it's just you and your phone and they're you're not even really talking but they're just on that's a night's tale. He believes enough a man can do anything. We could do this. In one month, we could be on our way to glory and riches none of us ever dreamed of. You can't even joust. I think he's getting worse. He is getting worse. I won't spend the rest of my life as nothing. You have to be of noble birth to compete. So we lie. My lords, my ladies. The privilege, nay, the pleasure of introducing to you a knight sired by knights. William Thatcher didn't make the rules. He was born. I've waited my whole life for this moment. To break them. Yes! Thank you, I'll be here all week. Well, that was different. And you are? Ulrich von Lichtenstein from Gelderland. Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein. I would have him win my heart. You're my favorite knight. He's won four tournaments in a row. On a horse, that man is unbeatable. You're just a silly boy with a horse and a stick. It's called a lance. Hello? If the nobles find out who you are, they'll be the devil to pay. And pray that they don't. Ulrich von Lichtenstein is not who he appears to be. They're gonna arrest you. A dozen royal guards. I love you. There's nothing else to do. Run, and I will run with you. I will not run! I'm a knight. I'm here to compete. Let's dance, you and I. to me so long as i can call you my own just there for you <laughs> well it's got a lot of great players mm-hmm. a lot um, of good cast good yeah, cast um you know from uh, alan tiddick 
which um, I, I think mm. is just a, a one of my favorites every time he pops up I see him. Heath Ledger, of course. Pour uh, one out for you know, Heath. He was relatively <laughs> unknown then. I think he'd really only done like 10 things I hate about you and 21. the Patriot. Yeah. Uh, and maybe a, few, a handful of other things. Rufus Sewell. I love seeing him. He always gets cast as a villain, but he was in uh, the most recent thing I've seen him in was uh, Man the High Man Castle, Castle, where he does play a bad guy, but, the, yeah. but he's... I don't he's know. a, he's a very <laughs> dyna- dynamic character. He is. Um, Mark Addy. Mark Addy or, or Robert Baratheon. Mm-hmm. King, King Before King, I piss myself. Drink and whore myself into an early grave. I just scene. want to go home. Uh, and I can do that a hundred times. <laughs> and, uh, and James Purefoy as uh, the Black Prince in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes me want to sit down immediately after watching it yesterday and just start watching Rome again. Because he played or, Mark Anthony in that. Watch uh, The Following, because he, yeah, he does a good I love The Following. I was very impressed with him in that. and But the uh, the female lead, Shannon, so... Oh, God, how do you... Shannon Sossaman. Sossaman. Playing, playing Joss. She is super hot. Like, I think she is gorgeous. Mm. And she's in, like, three other decent films, and then... <laughs> she did a she did a lot of TV. The greatest and thing Saucerman ever ever pulled <laughs> was convincing the world she didn't exist. And then she like, <laughs> she she shows up in Sinister too, and I'm like, oh, I don't know why I'm watching this, but there you are. You're still alive. You're still acting. I miss you. She you was, deserve better. She was Jack Black's girlfriend in the Holiday, which makes me not like her anymore. But whatever. That's <laughs> it's a deep feels there, Drew. Drew it's a loves good movie. <laughs> she was a bitch though. <laughs> but in this, she's not. She's very loving and very you know, she kind of plays hard to get a couple times. If you love me, prove it. Lose. <laughs> Lose. Well, which and that was drawn from Lancelot and Winterfell. Yeah. Which I mean, it's fine. But uh, here's the thing. Why why should he have to oh, we're, forfeit, we're, doing we're jumping in. I mean, no, I mean like for her to say like, you know, prove your love to me, forfeit the tournament essentially. And, you know, lose. Then you will prove to me that you love me. And, and I mean, why is it? Why is this a one-way street for him? Well, Where, Where's her proving it? She, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up, Drew. Because <laughs> that brings us to what I think is the biggest plot hole or logical fallacy that this movie has. Is after he wins the one tournament early on, he beats... The Black Prince, mm-hmm. uh, or he—he he, that was the one where he fought the Black Prince, even though he was supposed to withdraw. And Rufus Wells' character what was it Count Agamar. Agamar. Uh, he had withdrawn, and he's having like a little, like a little bitchy boy tantrum afterwards. We're like, oh, it didn't really win because Count Agamar couldn't take him <laughs> on, and then he's a complete asshole. To her? To her, like, for no reason, this, you know, I am a knight, and I must be, you know, have chivalry. No. And then later on, when they're like, they're like, run, run, you know, just run away. And I he's am like, a knight. No! <laughs> I am a knight! Like, it's, that is two different reactions. Like, you were a little bitch boy earlier, and then now, suddenly, you've got to, you've got to stand tall. You can't run. Because for him, Adamar forfeiting is not. Yeah, but not, she is didn't have really, anything to no, do no, with exactly. that. No, exactly. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. She has. She, she has at her, a bad time though. She has her no, beauty. fuck that. No, he's no, pissed this because is, this is a time of milady and all that. He's not. He, he comes right off the cuff with like, yeah, well, you're just a girl. Man. You just want to take off clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. Do you want to mount and do her? I mean, I, I get it. <laughs> but again, okay, imagine you're playing a game of basketball or something like that, and you just technically won because their best player just went out. Mm-hmm. 
And you're like, man, like, oh, that sucks. And then it was like, so Jack, where do you want to go on our date? And you're like, I'm not really in the mood to talk about that right at this exact moment. Which is fine, but I wouldn't be like, fuck off, Anna. I don't have time for this. Go back to where you came from, silly little girl. <laughs> okay, it's, it's the entire thing of like, Touché. if you love me, you will, you will lose this tournament. And then as he's steadily losing, I mean, not even like giving up. He's just waiting there to be plowed and hit and hit and hit and knocked off and not off, knocked off the horse but like taking points and down and then finally her lady in waiting comes up and says my lady says that if you love her you will now win this tournament and you're like where's the signals <laughs> <laughs> i i do hate that part because i understand the whole point of like hey sacrifice your pride and show me that like you don't you don't care about anything else that you just care about me and then I'm yours. And so he does that. And then the whole like, mm, you see this hoop that I that I had you jump through? I'm going to light it on fire. I hope you can jump through it again. Which she had every right to because he was a fucking asshole to but, her. But, that, but he could have just been like, like, really? No. Did you see this hoop? I've turned it into a noose. And it's weird that like he takes all the hits. But not just just doesn't just doesn't forfeit. Wave the white flag and be like, "Hey, I would I withdraw I mean, or um, I forfeit this round." Or eh, it's sort of like a penance thing. I mean, unless the idea of of actually like forfeiting the round would completely omit you from the tournament. True. So I you mean, just have to like, just take rulings. The hits. Rulings were not actually like given so much. Uh, they they explained points, but they didn't they explain like if you were to forfeit. Can you imagine being the guy that he does like ride out to like? And you're like, oh, sweet. This is the guy that's like forfeiting for some chick. <laughs> yes, I can't wait. And you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's coming at me. What do I do? What do I do? With it? There, there's Nathan on the horseback just just whipping the lance around his head as, as he's coming down. <laughs> is he having a Nespa? He's just waiting. Okay. No, no, uh, don't give me the don't give me the good lance. Just give me the broken yeah. one. It's not gonna matter. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. matter. Well, while we're on the subject of lances, they spend a lot of care mm-hmm. making sure that these lances broke with the correct, yeah, you know, without hurting the, yeah, the stuntman and the rider, and that it would splinter, you know, mm-hmm. uh, theatrically. And I did like some of the scenes where, like, they keep on tilting and he's just standing there and he just keeps on getting hit and hit all over again. And his crew is like right there next to him, and they keep on <laughs> having to dodge out of the way and then just get like showered with splinters. And she like catches like the one piece, and she's like, yeah. "Oh, wow!" Uh, but they were they were cored out and filled. Uh, the tips were balsa wood. They were cored out and filled with a uh, dried linguine Sp- and spaghetti. Yep. So it would have a nice, you know, nice little fragment. Wow. And then the sound that they had for the the uh, joust, you know, hitting and splintering was actually the sound of a howitzer firing that they slowed down to half speed. Oh. That's kind of cool. Well done, sound department. Oh my Ooh. gosh. So th- those were little details that I liked. What if we took a howitzer and then we slowed it down? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Paul Bettany, who is almost one of the best damn parts of the... Yeah. And uh, the scene where he first, you know, goes to to Harold for, uh, was it Sir Ulrich? Uh, when he's doing the sword tournament. Yes. Uh, and he, you know, talks him up and then he delivers his punchline. Like and, a wind and, and that, you know, the <laughs> silence wasn't planned. It's because all of the extras who are standing around were Czechoslovakian extras that didn't understand <laughs> didn't English. Understand. <laughs> so when, when, uh, uh, that, uh, was it Mark Addy? I think, I think it was, yeah, I think it was like yeah. Mark Addy. Mark Addy finally started yeah, yeah, yeah. clapping. No, that's when he did the, oh yeah, that's right. Like that was unplanned and they kept that yeah. as it was, which I think is, like, they, thought it was, just, they thought it was funnier. They, found, they suddenly realized like, 
oh, we need to do something. Some of the, I mean, not only like Czechoslovakian extras, but like some were actually like it's homeless homeless people too. <laughs> they fit the part. That one guy probably in the beginning is just like eating like a meat. Like, the, like, okay. <laughs> he looked homeless. <laughs> so speaking of the crowd, a lot of people actually had issue with the soundtrack for this film. Where what? the modern music being used, which I personally that's the love. Whole, I love the soundtrack the for this movie. point of it, right? That's but like the director even said that with the use of modern music, having medieval tunes being played didn't really not only exhibit the, the fanfare that the crowd was experiencing while watching these different tournaments. Like they were excited. They were pumped and ready to go. So having the whole like. Yeah. Yes. That's I, so much fun. They do I, the wave. Like, I, I don't think they, they were, really did the wave back then. No. And I think that's where you can have or the suspension did. of disbelief. You can watch it and enjoy it. Popcorn movie. Yes. You can enjoy this. So having them do the wave, having them actually like sing along to re- We Will, We Will Rock You and have like the drunk like girl in the, in the yeah. stands dancing. Ow! It's it's it, just it's fun. Still, I mean, that's a good, good reasoning. You could have made that up after the fact, but that's good reasoning. <laughs> uh, I felt like it, at times it felt a little bit contrived. Like it, it, it almost took me out of the moment. Uh, some of them I just thought were too too mainstream, almost pedestrian. Like, of course they're going to play this song. <laughs> I think the only one of the only times that I really liked it was uh, the David Bowie song they played during the, the first ball scene. Golden um, Years? Um, Golden yeah. Years. Yeah. Yeah. It, I was going to say, I mean, would you rat it and like, oh, shit, shake that ass and move it like a gypsy? Like, no. Well, I mean, if you're no, going you to do it, do it. Just go know. like, they're all just twerking. And, whoa, whoa. Like, no, it, that's why I agree. That is probably one of the better songs that they, they do. It flows much more naturally than mm. some of the other ones. But Like the boys are back in town. <laughs> but I get that, that you don't get that quite that same pump of of uh you know emotion or uh excitement from like brave brave so robin brave so robin <laughs> ran no away way. yeah he lied and <laughs> he's actually the faster from cheap side he his eyes pulled out i didn't robin hood and little john walking through the, the forest, forest. <laughs> the best trees trying to get away Yes. <laughs> the next movie. No, I'm just kidding. Five um, o'clock and <laughs> all is well. <laughs> Damn it, Nancy. Women. Women in tights. Tight tights. <laughs> <laughs> We're so busy. <laughs> At least I didn't use a spoon. I'm sorry. Now we're just doing Robin Hood stuff. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> I, I think Mark Addy's character is the most Roland, I think it is. Roland, mm-hmm. yeah. Roland. Um, you know, most anchorish. Turdick's character, Watt. What? Is kind of comic relief. Comic and, relief. And also the the, ding, ding, ding. the 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 crazy card. Yeah. Like Wild a, card. Yeah. He's a sensitive spastic squirrel, is what I'm gonna like deem him as. And then with Paul Bettany, like <laughs> that gambling addiction is just enough of a push to like make his character that kind of crazy, but yet so his nude scene was that that was shot the, that was the first day of shooting he did that in front of every entire cast morning crew, which i just, just think, the horse like, just beautiful. and then i like how his like his his like his little fashion robe uh that he was wearing towards the end i was like i gotta man i gotta get me one of those but even just how he's to trudge <laughs> just, he, trying to educate these people on the road where you rubbed 
Yes, but <laughs> the huge was no. no. <laughs> it's more like an involuntary vow of poverty, really. <laughs> yeah. So I love this movie. It's okay. it's fun. I I do love the idea that I mean it, it, it's a constant theme. You know the whole like to change your stars. Like, can you go beyond you know what is apparently or somehow deemed for your life? Like, are you going to be railroaded into this role forever, or can you? Take hold of it. Can you grab the reins? So this is and maybe make your life better. This is maybe where I will agree with Jack. Where the feels, where I'm sure the movie pushes hard on the feels. Like when he when he sees his dad, his dad's blind. Oh man, he's a you know he's a old still still the old little Thatcher. And um, well, he now he's like a, he's like a net weaver because yeah, that's all blind can, Thatcher's not gonna. <laughs> that's all he can do, and it doesn't hit as hard this i don't know it just doesn't do the the job that i i think other movies that when they really swing for the fence and make a emotion to carry that emotion of oh man like the reunited and yeah he's doing good and i think it's a better concept i think it's a better idea to say like yes you can go beyond what the world supposedly has in store for you or deems that you are worthy to have whether it be great or little I, but it's, it is, it's kind of like a cop out, especially when the Black Prince er, uh, decides to come up and say, his family lineage is uh, long and ancient. It, My word will not be counted. Yeah, that, and then he knights him. And I'm thinking, okay, so cool. Now he really is a knight, but it's not like he, again, he didn't truly technically earn it it's because the prince likes him that's the, the line before that and it's one of my favorite lines of the movie is when he reveals himself well while <clears throat> the you know the blacksmith blacksmith and watts and roland are guarding him while he's in the stocks and he comes up to him and he says your make. men love you mm. if it was only for that i knew like that that's that what enough that would be enough for me to Yep. Do what I'm about to do. I love James Purfoy in these in this little role, like the little relationship and understanding that they developed. And that nightly too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I did enjoy that, but I don't know. It's not my favorite movie. I don't dislike it, but I feel like if if I want those sort of that sort of movie, I can get it other places. True, very true. It's, yeah. but it is for me uh, a good pop in, just enjoy and and not feel like I, I have to commit to it. Mm. Um, it's kind of like kind of like uh, Sir s- Ulrich and uh, the lady who just wants to pop in, <laughs> enjoy it. <laughs> That's and then, right. You know, he's just there for the long haul about his life. For the, so the pigs in, inside, so they won't freeze in the winter. Like he's down, and she's like, she's "Yeah, sure, like, let's yes. do it." And, and the pigs. The pigs. What are she's like? Wait, <laughs> what's a pig? <laughs> uh, I've only been in castles. I don't know what a pig is. But the jousting action was pretty good. Fun. It was I fun. think it's yeah. about as good as you can. The do. Nike symbols on the armor was a little <laughs> like the, yeah. the upside down Nike symbols. Yeah. And Marketing the, trade and the <laughs> the, the blacksmith uh, is you know she's a strong independent woman who don't need no man. But I do I like her introduction into the group. Uh, like you know <laughs> the Ferris has joined the party. <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's okay. They probably said you couldn't do it anyways. Why? Because they said I'm a woman. Oh no no you're you being a woman had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Something just about horseshoes and not good with armor. And she's like. But then she makes this armor. She makes it anyways, even though he says, no, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want anything. But like, okay, we've all played D&D. That shit ain't free. (laughs) You don't just go, oh, like I got all this 
top gear, like top quality metal to and like she also work with. Reworked it in a way that it's lighter but stronger. And never been done before. Like, I'm not gonna patent this idea and make millions. Like, mm. you are the worst businesswoman ever. Like, come on. You you're sitting on a gold mine, sweetheart. A gold mine. You're, you're running around with Ulrich von Lichtenstein. You got steel, uh, cold rolled steel it's, that you're doing. It's like Atlas shrugged. Like she discovered Reardon's metal. And she's like, <laughs> nah, I'm just going to make it once in a breastplate. Be fine after that. Uh, Nikola Tesla just making death rays and going, no, I'm going to destroy it. Nobody gets it. <laughs> also, David Bowie. Also, David Bowie. Yeah. I was a huge fan of like the the show um, Forged in Fire on the History oh, Channel. Yeah, so they they make blades and knives and stuff. And actually, one no of blades, no bows. Leave your weapons, leave your weapons here. <laughs> one of the most common people that come on there who are not you know bladesmiths are farers. So I mean, they, like they come on there and they're like, you know what? I can I can make horseshoes. I can repair this and that, and I do blades on the side. And like, but this is my main thing. This is where I learned how to you know wield metal. So I mean. For her to understand the workings and ins and outs of it, I, I like that because that's, again, more accurate. Like, she'll know how to work metal. But the miraculous way of redoing it, I mean, he get, they slam him with that giant, like, be beam of wood. He goes flying back at least six feet. And he's like, I felt nothing. And I'm like, how do you feel nothing? Yeah, that's like, not metal. That's, got that's the padding, obviously, like, that you have. But, and still... Even knights, you know, that take a hit from a, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it, and if you're going to use modern music or contemporary music, then where was the armor making montage like making armor yeah. for Sir Ulrich of Wittgenstein <laughs> of Gatherland? Gatherland, live to win. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Where is that? She's just, she's just like, no, no. All she's doing, she's making the armor. She's like, you got the touch. <laughs> you can, you could say that this armor is the best. All right, nothing's gonna ever dang it down. She shoots it with an arrow and it goes straight through. And she's like, oh no, it won't work. <laughs> Uh, more carbon, less iron. What's the uh, what's the monsters one? Yeah, all the armor, all sing the other it, armors Drew, are like it. sitting off to the side, and they're like, Haha, "Look at her all there," and she's like, no, "Work harder. I gotta do better." What is the song? I don't remember what the song I don't is. Either. It's not. It's not the whole "Live to Win." It was yeah. um. Down or that? Yeah, no, I, I, no, I, I great. Know. I'll find it. And I'll put it in. Q Monster Squad, everyone. <laughs> Building armor. <laughs> and they learned to dance. They, yeah. The dance scene was. And what? Yeah. You don't. Yeah, no. It. Which I mean, I, that was more of her introduction than I mean, anything yeah. else, you know. But yeah, I think the scene that I liked, and also the scene that I had issues with was when they're coming up with the love letter and i do like how each of them sort of yeah, like, yeah. they all talked about it but then he basically like none of that was from him he just stole all their lights he sent her a plagiarized love letter <laughs> he it's started sort of like, it <laughs> it's sort of like sending a note that uh, to a girl that's like roses are red violets are blue like that's it's like a game of telephone that actually that. succeeded <laughs> yeah but I do like the scene where Watt takes it to her. It's like, he's talking as if I died. He dies, he dies, he dies every like, night. <laughs> but uh, I love when she, she reads his, back? when she reads his part and he like looks off camera like, yeah, that was me. Like, 
I love it. Mm. But it comes back to kiss or to bite him in the ass when she's like, oh, I want that poetry from that letter. And he's like, like oh. y'all breasts. <laughs> <laughs> They're below your throat. And <laughs> the it. flanks of my horse. I do like when they're arguing and he like. You know, the the, uh, the priest comes up and says, like, lady, don't shush me and spare him. <laughs> Which, like, this is equal, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's He's yelling as loud as I am. That's probably not time appropriate that there was this, you know, uh, women's rights that early. And like, no, I should be allowed to, like, scream in church if he's screaming in church. I mean, it's it's right. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, this is, this is this is a good movie. I and liked it. I, I personally want to say thank you to David, you know, for picking this for so our uh, our Patreon special. He was he was hoping that maybe I, I would rather review this five times over than Equilibrium and all the gun combat. And that with it. and uh. that is the rub because I think Dave almost thought that this was gonna maybe bug you, which is why Angus McFadden's oh, shaking his head. Do. <laughs> <laughs> We have mini segmentes. We do have mini segmentes. Uh, poquito segmentes, por favor. Segments. 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 What's our first segment? So the first segment is... In what world could you have ever beaten me? Mm. So... Have you ever had a instance in your life in which someone has either put you down or attempted to put you down solely because of who you are? You know, I mean, something obviously they didn't like about you. And did you somehow maybe work it to where it was just like shoved right back in their face? So I think the closest I could come without it being like like a video game or Dungeons and Dragons situation, I think, was uh, I was loading my groceries. This is probably four or five years ago, around 2014, 2015, and, uh, or six years, I guess. And I was loading my groceries. I still had uh, the old uh, uh, 1999 red Toyota Tacoma at Vaughn's. And as I got in it, I noticed this, this sort of like raging, like supernova of a midlife crisis walking through the parking lot. Like he, he had, you know, like a, you know, a tank top on and it, you could tell like it was just a brand new fresh tattoo that was probably his first one. And he's, <laughs> he's got his strut going on, but he's, he's not a very imposing man. He Guess was, who just got back? I mean, today? It, it, it's like, it, it was like a little Napoleon just like strutting through the parking lot wait, wait. and he gets into like his red Mustang. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. It was a little Mustang. Yeah, and, and so I had already backed out and i was proceeding to to drive and this guy looks to the left sees me coming and you know i'm coming i'm like just a a little like close enough that you can't back out right now yeah and he looks at me and he maintains strong eye contact and he just proceeds to back out so i honked swerved and gave him the finger so this guy is now following me home oh yeah, and I went around the back of Vaughn's and did my little shortcut, and then I took a slightly longer, longer route to see, and a, and a couple of little turns here and there to see, is this guy really following me, or is he just happen to be going in the same direction? As, and it's obvious that he's following me. So when I get up to where the old Blockbuster used to be on California, where that is now like a flame broiler or something. Yeah. We come to a stop, and he immediately throws his door open and, you know, climbs out of his red Mustang. And, again, this guy was, like, 5'5 five, five or 5'6 five, in his, 
late 40s, early 50s. Not paunchy, but not in shape. And for the listeners at home, I am... While not the most muscular person, I'm still six foot five and about 270 pounds. So I open up the door of my truck and just slowly climb out, <laughs> la, la, making, la, la, sure, la. making sure to bend slightly at the waist. So when I turn to face him, that's when I pull myself fully upright. And he starts cursing me out and asking me why I flicked him off and tried to hit him. While he's slowly getting back into his Mustang. <laughs> and I, was, I was like, listen, asshole. I was like, you saw me. You made eye contact. You saw me coming and you decided to back out anyway. If it was close enough for you to make eye contact with me, it was it was too close for you to just decide that now, all right, I'm going to back out and inconvenience you. You're going to wait on me. No, fuck you. I'm not doing that. So that was my who are you? Go fuck yourself. Put a jacket spurs. Not a woman. Not a woman. Is he wearing spurs? No. He's just sparking the ground. Midlife crisis? Meet Lug. (laughs) Mine was um, from, uh, I was a part of FHA, which is Future Homemakers of America, uh, not to be confused with FFA, which I was also a part of. And they have a state competition. Oh, you can... Crack it open. Go for it, bud. California cream and... Brought to you by Mother Earth Brewing mm, Company. Mm, 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 mm. Delicious. Um, so one of our associates uh, at our school, uh, one of the uh, other students, was making fun of me and one of our uh, one of my other co-students that uh, we were not going to be able to go to state because you have to win the competition. You actually have to like put effort and win if you even want to go. And we uh, said, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. So we teamed up and we picked one of the most boring parts of the competition because we knew there wasn't going to be a lot of competition in that that field. <clears throat> we made it Star Trekky and we took first place for the region. And while we were at state, we saw that uh, that other student and said, oh, did you not hear? We won first place. <laughs> Scoreboard. <laughs> and, and that was the like the littlest dealings that I had with them, but it was just that kind of like, mm, yeah, I'm here. What's up? Good to see you. So feel like you should have been singing the the body tunes in the the bar about uh, Liechtenstein, like they they were <laughs> He's up. when they made the He's bet up. before the. It comes together. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because French wine. It is too, too much, much for English, English bellies. <laughs> <laughs> and most importantly, because the Pope himself is French. Well, well Jesus <laughs> Christ is English, so. You're on. Uh, what about you, Drew? So mine, mine is also from uh, high school. So when I was a senior in high school, I was co- uh, co-commissioner of rallies. I was mm. eventually deemed most spirited for the yearbook. And uh, if you came to a home game, and uh, it was it was very hard to miss me. I was decked out in... You know, school apparel, you know, all the colors, you know, like my senior shirt. I had not only probably some face paint on, but like my hair was like matted up and then like poofed out with like hairspray making it stick, spray painted black and silver because they were, I mean, like I was like gunning it. I was ready to go. I was really excited to like, you know, pump up the crowd, go and talk to people. Like I was Mr. School Spirit. And I kind of like felt it was my duty because, you know, commissioner rallies, like I should be the spirit guy, like get him going. Well, the spirit to the spirit to the something. Couldn't spit it out. Go ahead. So um I had written on my forehead the prediction of the end of the game. And like, you know, 
we would have been like 12 and one or something. And I put, you know, I put that on my forehead because that was my prediction for the end of the game. We were going to win. We were going to continue to go on. Um, And like my senior year has like been the furthest year that like our high school had continued on in like, you know, the playoffs or anything. Due for- to the rallies. Damn right <laughs> due to the rallies. My rallies were amazing. It's um, science. And so this one of the football players, one of the, I guess like he was a, uh, one of the linemen. He was also like a world class douche. Okay, one hundred percent an asshole, and his name is uh, his name was Aaron Boffman. Beep. Oh, oh, I don't, I don't oh. give two fucks. Take this, Boffman. <laughs> no, <laughs> coming for you. No, no that no. guy's a real Boffman. He is. Yeah, <laughs> he actually he had gotten his. Uh, this is a rumor. Penis I heard. removed? <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, this is a rumor I heard that apparently he supposedly got a tattoo uh, of his last name from shoulder to shoulder on his back, but he got it done in like a friend's garage, and he paid him in beer and cigarettes, and so he forgot the G. So instead of Boffman, it reads Bauman. Hmm. So I'm, I'm really hope that's true. Either way, he saw me and he like saw what was on my on my head. The number of prediction. He's like, "What the fuck is that?" And I was like, well, "It's it's what we're gonna be after the game tonight. What you're gonna be, bro?" And like, because we're all because we're gonna win. And he's all like, "Take it off, take it off now." And I was like, "Why? What is your deal?" He's like, "That's super unlucky. We're gonna fucking lose this game tonight because you." Decided to like jinx us. And I kind of like calmed down and I looked at him and I said, you know what's funny about luck, Boffman? Luck is for people who apparently can't rely on their own skills to get the job done. Is that what luck is for you? Guys, kick some ass of the game tonight. Boffman, good luck. Oh. And then I just walked away. I was expecting where Drew picks up the helmet in fourth quarter and Boffman goes, give him hell, 4-4. <laughs> and they all start cheering. No, no, no. And Denzel Washington just walks right, over, right there with Drew. Left side. <laughs> strong side. I'll carry your flag. Colonel. <laughs> no, but I just, yeah, I hated the fact that, like, you know, he, he had some crap about it. and uh, That's a glory reference, Jack. That's a glory reference. That was episode number two. <laughs> Uh, no, your real feels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rule number one forty three. Always no excuses. Play like a champ. That was the before time. <laughs> before and after. <laughs> What's our next segmente? Segmente is. Did you say paintings of nobility? Yes, that's right. I did. Ah, oh, yes. Mm, paintings of nobility. So it's a uh, you know what? Show me the patents. What about your your family, your heritage? Um, so the the Hallams. Uh, we do we do have a, a family crest. I don't know exactly. I can't remember what what's on it to be to be sh- uh, sure. But is there a cat there? No, there's not a cat. Actually, it might be a lion. It might be a lion. I'm not sure. But um, still, a feline. It says share the load. Share the load, <laughs> Mr. Frodo. I don't mean to. <laughs> no, just- no, I mean like we we weren't like you know any kind of like royalty, but like most of our family does come from England. And I know for a fact that uh, there was a Hallam who came to you know the Americas and opened up one of the first theaters. So you know some the- the- Henry Ford some- theater. No. <laughs> theater in our. Uh- <laughs> We're gonna be known, guys. We're gonna be known. <laughs> dun, 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 America. <laughs> but like kind of a funny thing where before uh you know my ancestors like came to the states you know our last name is spelled h-a-l-l-a-m and somewhere along the lines i'm guessing either they had to change their name for reasons they just misspelled it or or i think someone i think someone might have like misspelled and not closed that last day 
on a document, and that might have been customs. Know, There's like, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Quick Boom. writing that cursive didn't close Come on at all. Through. In. Yeah, like no royalty, no really like famous things to claim. The only thing that I can claim as as like kind of a neat thing specifically about our family. So like great 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 how many ever greats uh, uncle Arthur Henry Hallam mm. was the best friend of. Uh, was best friends with um, Alfred Lord Tennyson, okay? He was engaged to Tennyson's sister, and they were meant to be family. Arthur Henry Hallam had an aneurysm and died. Now, Tennyson, just distraught with grief, decides to put his emotions into a poem. That poem, written and dedicated, is in memoriam to Arthur Henry Hallam. Well played. That's all I got. And it's got a goal, though. <laughs> That's pretty neat. Mine's not uh, as crazy. Um, I, I looked up the Keegan family on my mom's side, and I've looked up a Zerman side on my father's side. Zerman's crest is is like a yellow and black. Uh, it's a German, the one that I think that we can like most like uh, clearly identify because there's a lot of crests and a lot, you know, a lot of crests. You could take a pick. You could put something on and be like, "Yeah, this is my crest." Sure. Well, mm-hmm. we're gonna fact check it. And the Keegan one um, is green and red. But yeah, some some cool stories about. Uh, some about like my i think like my great grandmother uh and them kind of uh escaping some of the nazis and um just some you know like how they met like they, they found each other like in a box car your uh, crest dra- has a goat oh it's a ram <laughs> that I might like be the it. one but yeah so it's uh nothing too too crazy uh, i think the daniel boone uh, and his lineage married into the zimmerman family but um that's all that i i really know the justs don't have a uh okay. the, the just don't really have a a sigil or a you know a, a herald or whatever costello's probably do but yeah i mean how broad of a name yeah. is costello that you know really is applicable to you uh but i do have the story of uh my great-grandfather my dad's side pellegrino just who came over from italy around the region of venice and uh he earned his citizenship by serving in the uh the american southwest as a u.s cavalryman so when his terms of service were up he had earned his citizenship of after i think five years of of uh, military service and he moved to detroit or no toledo michigan no Detroit, Michigan. And he met uh, a fellow Italian immigrant whose name was uh, Tradano Micheludi. And uh, they got to be very friendly and they hung out a lot together. And Tradano had a sweetheart back in Italy, Aunt Mary, who uh, would send him sort of like the that, that Times version of a selfie. Where mm. in the letter she had taken a had a picture that was taken of her and her best friend, a woman whose name was Iola, who was going to be my great grandmother. Mm. And Pellegrino saw this woman and said, She's beautiful. Will you write Mary and see ask ask her to ask Iola if I have <laughs> if I can write her? And so they wrote uh, on and off for a few years until he had saved up enough money, and then they both brought both women over to to the united states and that's that's where that's how the justs got started in in america wow which i think is just sort of a cool neat little story and the funnest part is pellegrino he died of emphysema in the 70s trudano i was at his 100th birthday party in the 90s and uh at my grandfather's 90th birthday party there were still michaludis that came to mississippi to celebrate because it's they're just as close as family and always wow. have been and so when i get married this year there's gonna be there's gotta be a few Michelodies there. 
and uh, and there that's will just be. a fun name, Nickelodeon. Yeah, it is. It is. And the, the, they, what do you got there? They were also uh, <laughs> founding members of a of a place called the Venetian Club, uh, like an Italian like supper club that's still around. It just had its 100th birthday uh, not long ago that my grandparents went to. Wow. So, so that that's that's my little story. Sticking to history. It. Yeah. It's a good segue though. Uh, love letters into our third and final segment. Third and final segment is. I miss you like the sun misses the flower. Like the sun misses the flower in the depths of winter. <laughs> she was a cook. <laughs> of course she was a cook for Alan Tudyk's character for what? She used did to cook you, the Duke of York. <laughs> did you ever send somebody a love note or a love letter? Who was it and how did it go? So I'm, I'll go on this one. I was an emo kid, so of course I wrote a lot of letters and, uh, <laughs> and love stories. But my most dominant one and the one that I probably the most proud of, um, I wrote a song for a girl. And <laughs> at... One of the shows that we played, I performed it. Was it called Your Breasts? They're under your throat? (laughs) Below your throat. No, but in the song, um, I I mention uh, Sarah was her name, uh, her last name, Marcioni. um, Marcioni! Marcioni! Sarah, you bitch! Let's work this out! And so uh, I perf- we performed the song, and when I say her name in the song, everyone turned and looked at her because they knew that uh, and she just went uh, red as a tomato. And yeah, but I was proud. I was very proud of the song. I I still will play it, and not that I had like you know not with like feelings, but just I love the, the progression of it. It's a fun song to play. I think it's our fans need beautiful to, need to hear. Possibly, if you're a Patreon uh, exclusive member, you can. You, I might throw it out there. No, but uh, was it was it she read because she was just utterly embarrassed and mortified, or was she read because she could have slithered out of that venue like a slug? Um, no, I think that uh, it was the first. I think that she was <laughs> insanely embarrassed. I don't know if it was the turn on that it would be for some. I mean, some people are like, heck yeah, like that. Hell yeah, that's about me. But I think she was much more embarrassed that the fact that everyone was looking at her and this guy is playing a song that's obviously about her. Anyways, that's my emo story. <laughs> so I, I too have a, you know, the, the romantic notion of writing poetry, uh, for, for those I'm, I'm rather keen for. In memoriam. <laughs> In memoriam. <laughs> that- that's sad. Oh. So, I mean, I, yeah, like, I, I've written poems for some girls that I've dated, and uh, especially, you know, when I was dating uh, Chelsea, I was, like, I remember her mom had seen one of the poems that I had written her, and her mom was just all like, no guy ever wrote me a poem. Like, this is special. You, 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 you cherish on. this. You cherish this. Uh, I mean, at the, at the time, the, uh, the poetry, like, you know, it was working. It was, it was good. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not saying like I toot my own horn, like I'm a really good poet or anything, but like, you know, women like poetry. Yeah. I, I it, it worked at the time. I mean, I can't say that now because single as hell, but. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Drew, uh, if you oh, need his cut, no, I'm just kidding. No, no. But, the, um. The market price is <laughs> Come get this proper rib. <laughs> Come get this private. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, never actually wrote like an actual love letter though. But poetry, although I, I do admit that I, I tend to explain or probably, you know, have a, a lot more eloquence uh, to my verbiage if I, if I write it down, like talking it out. I don't know. It's not as, uh, it's not as fruitful. Uh, writing it out, I do, I do a lot better. Mm. Written word. Okay. Fifth grade. 
Mm-hmm. Catherine Walker. Uh, I had to ask my sister. To, I used blank sheets of paper and had my sister show me how to fold the note. So it ended up sort of like the square that had like a little the tab. Oh, a little pulled, tab. Pulled. So yes. she taught me how to do that. I wrote this absurd note asking her out to be my first girlfriend. First real girlfriend. First girlfriend. And I think she, uh, Catherine Walker was a redhead. And I think I used some really bad line like her hair looked like gold kissed by fire or some really garbage shit and then to add insult to injury i still had a bottle of my dad's polo uh cologne (laughs) and i doused it which what i thought was gonna be just like one drop drop. no it was like a spatter of this cologne no (laughs) she gets a special cologne it's called sex panther by odion it's illegal in nine countries Yep. It's made with bits of real panther. So you know it's good. It's quite pungent. Oh, yeah. It's a formidable scent. (laughs) Stings the nostrils. So this is worse than the time the raccoon got in the copier. Yeah. <laughs> Just scrubbing so, down the letter. So she she read it. She did say yes. She became my girlfriend. And but she, she yes at one point asked, no. like, did you put cologne on that? And I was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Of course not. That's just how my that's my did natural you spray must. Sprayed with brute. <laughs> I loved brute. But uh, my dad wore it all the time. It. I hated it. But we had these monthly school, elementary school skate parties at Skate World. And after school, so, you know, you would be playing Street Fighter 2 with your friends. And then, you know, towards when they would play a slow song, we would go, you know, skate around the rink hand in hand. But as I am today, I've got a little bit of uh, hyperhidrosis, I think the, the term is, of my palms. You can see they're a little bit glistening. Mm, sweaty palms. Clammy. I always generally have clammy hands. They're the warm and moist. Oh. And so... Oh, that word. But holding holding this girl's hand for the first time, it was just like a faucet. <laughs> <laughs> so, like every lap around the rink, we would do this thing where we, we would kind of like smile at each other, but then we would unlink hands and like Wipe rub off. my copious amount of hand sweat <laughs> off, like a little pit crew. Like, and, and, all right, uh, get back on it. up. I just, um, I see Jack off the side like a gymnastics, like <laughs> chalking his hand. Uh, yeah, I should have had one of those little bags on my hip like a rock climber. Gotta chalk up for this. Jack will be doing the rings. <laughs> Get some traction. This is will, his third attempt this evening. Will he stick it? Uh, then there was uh, there was Megan Goodness Patsy, uh, who... I pursued for a while, but uh, she ended up dating my friend uh, Nick Lashy and uh, or Jeff Lashy, <laughs> and uh, we had a thing where I would call it at ten thirty p.m. I would call the local time and temperature, and then she would beep through so that none of the phones rang, and we didn't risk waking oh. up uh, parents or siblings or somebody Scandalous. else. Yeah, and wow. then I think the the most romantic of of my my budding Jack middle school relationships at that point was then andrea mart it was the first french kiss it was at the ymca fair and we planned it to to get on the ferris wheel and and french kiss for the first time at the top of the ferris wheel whoa wow. and we did and it was very slimy it's not at all what i imagined it to be <laughs> so that's my awesome. story and i'm sticking through but i sent all those girls notes drew i love the chalky <laughs> but only the first one, only the first one had the cologne you bastards <laughs> 
young Jack just talking up. <laughs> it's like the beginning of Cliffhanger, like, hold on! Hold on! Oh, oh God. Oh. It's oh, an older code, sir. <laughs> but it checks out. But it checks out. Uh, I was about to date him. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so uh, where would you guys rate this film? I'd give it two legs and a torso of the golden horse. So about uh, three out of five. The golden horse that he was awarded, they were just breaking like the head and the legs and the man off of. So two legs and a horse torso. You need three points to win. So mm. um, I would give it uh, a, a solid two out of three points. Mm. It's not a perfect film. It is a it is a fun popcorn fun film. popcorn film. Uh, I would give it a one, two, and a twirly, twirly, twirly. <laughs> <laughs> Walt doesn't lead; he follows like a girl. No, I, <laughs> I will follow you. You can punch me again because <laughs> you hit like, like a, a what? what? A girl. A girl. Um, it's, um, it's definitely worth uh, watching uh, a one and a two, and then the rest of it just kind of becomes just a loop and just kind mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, twirly, 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 just watch it when I can, but not really going out of my way. Like, Ooh, I gotta watch it, you know, next Wednesday it's, but it's still, it's a great film. A lot of fun. I'm excited to hopefully hear some people, uh, call in on the Tooch line and I talk agree. about this film. Folks, folks, come on. The, the Tooch. It, it asks you for your name. You don't have to give it. You could just make Anonymous. a raspberry into the, into the, the tone, but, but give us, give the Tooch, pick up your Tooch tone phone and call the Tooch line. The Real Feels Tooch line is 661-376-0030. We would absolutely love to get, you know, People would call in, leave some voicemails. You know, if but if you're a bit sheepish and you're a little shy and you don't want to leave a voicemail, you can always go on to iTunes. Leave us some little love, little mm-hmm. five star reviews on iTunes. You know, we haven't uh, we haven't had anyone tell us landing gear in, in a while, quite a while. But that's okay because there's always time. There is still time, and just like this Patreon today. You guys can also join us up on Patreon. You too can pick a movie for us to review. Something you love, something you hate, something you think that all three of us should just watch. Maybe there's something that none of us have watched. Yeah, equilibrium's out of the way, so the sky's really the limit. (laughs) The skies are really the limit. And so is uh, it the Breakfast Club? Yes, yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm Uh, clear sailing. I'm still waiting for a movie that that I absolutely don't like. Well, it was Interstellar, but then you watched the whole thing. Fair. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. I and thank you for that. Murph! <laughs> don't let Murph stay! Don't let him go, Murph. Don't let him go. Yeah. Well, uh, the only thing that is left for this year, season two, Riker's Beard, is our year two in review episode. That is what is coming out next after this. And then following that, and folks. The clippers come out. Riker's beard. Does Riker shave his beard? Uh, no, he keeps it, right? No, no. no. He keeps, he keeps, he keeps it. it. He keeps it after that. But it's okay because, you know, kind of cruising on after our year two in review, we begin Real Feel Season 3, The Return of the Feels. Even though that's Empire Strike Back, it doesn't matter. Anyway, Star Wars. So, really excited for that. We already have our genres. If you are missing our genres, guys, go back to our holiday grab bag special. You can listen to all the genres that we picked, and we are 
slowly accumulating our films for. We get a little bit grabby, but it's mm. to be it's expected. Okay. It's okay. Just so many choices and possibilities. <sighs> we got a lot of lab work. A lot of lab work yeah, to do. We've been spending many hours in the lab. Mm-hmm. But, the, um, the laboratory. <laughs> with my reagents. <laughs> <laughs> what did you expect me to say? Dead cat? Talk later? <laughs> well, thanks for that one, Drew. And welcome. if you know anyone from the Mother Earth Brewing Company, please reach out to us and uh, find out how we can get sponsored by this, because this was a delicious beer. Yeah, this is not bad. I like it. Delicious. Mmm. Like Roast chicken. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that'll do us for this episode of the Real Feels Podcast, A Knight's Tale. Yeah. Um, we hope that you enjoy uh, this Heath Ledger film. Go watch more Heath Ledger. Uh, go watch more movies. Just period. Yeah. And you can always find us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or send us an email at realfeelspodcast at gmail.com. Remember to tell all your friends everywhere to find us fortnightly. For a, for, a nightly. for a new he genre. For a new genre. That's a super secret ingredient in his fried chicken that makes you crave it for nightly. <laughs> Heed, pepper, no. <laughs> and as always, remember, you're the realist. And the feelist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the protector of Italian virginity. <laughs> Goodbye.